0: Welcome to a new episode of uh, the India Independent Films Podcast. Uh, This is Rahul Desai here. I'm a critic for Film Companion. uh, And I have with me my colleague and friend um, and the wire film critic, Tanul Thakur. Um, We are going to be discussing the latest uh, streaming release, which uh, uh, an anthology series called Ray, uh, released on Netflix last week. I'm sure everyone is aware of this by now, unless you were living under a rock, because the discourse has... Really become noisy in the last five days or so. Um, And uh, so, just a few lines about what we are going to discuss uh, the the titles. Uh, Ray is basically an anthology series, a four part anthology series uh, inspired by the short stories of Satyajit Ray, as the title would suggest. Uh, It has three directors. Um, It's Bengali filmmaker Shijit Mukherjee has directed two segments, Uh, Abhishek Chobe has directed one, and Vasan Bala has directed one. Each of them are around an hour long, uh, which uh, we will get to soon about the length. And uh, like any other anthology in the last year or so, there obviously there was obvious inconsistency in the segments. Uh, and we'll get to each of them uh, uh, soon during our discussion. Um, the reviews have been divisive mostly, but there has been like unanimous you know, sort of appreciation for Abhishek Chobe segment, almost unanimous appreciation. Uh, but yeah, of course, uh, but we uh, the inconsistency of this particular anthology really bugged me, at least as uh, uh, one of, uh, <laughs> since we had to, obviously most critics had to watch it beforehand and review it. Uh, I had no idea what the discourse would be, but again, it, it was one of my least favorite anthologies of coming from the Netflix and Amazon stable in the last few years, and there have been quite a few, as uh, most of you may be aware. Uh, so, Tanul, let's start with at least, let's start with you uh, uh, talking about the anthology, what your expectations were, whether you had read the stories, or, uh, and and sort of what you expected from the series, because, uh, of course, we will get to uh, um, my feelings later, which are very strong. Uh, let's start <laughs> with, like, you <clears throat> yeah i mean this i must admit is one of
1: my uh, is uh, is a podcast that i was particularly looking forward to especially uh, because it's uh, it's the uh, and it's really rare that uh, our views on a on a piece uh, is diametrically opposite so i mean I, my favorite was Vasan's shot uh, or I mean, a uh, 60 minute feature, you hated yeah. it. Or I mean, that was the least favorite, so to speak. And all of that, I didn't mind Shijit's ones as much as I actually thought I would. Uh, you had, as you said, uh, strong feelings about it, among other things. So I mean, it's, it's very interesting as to how, uh, uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, people sort of react to uh, uh, something. Anyway, uh, moving on. So, I mean, my expectations, uh, I mean, you know, some of it, which is basically that uh, I was really caught unaware, man. I mean, I thought it would be a standard. I mean, this whole thing of not watching trailers, not reading anything publicity, uh, not reading any publicity material uh, remotely related to the to the film, uh, really backfired for me this time. I'll be very honest. Uh, because uh, as you know, I had uh, approached this thinking that it would be a standard uh, anthology scene wherein you know de- there are these four films uh, and uh, so to speak four short films perhaps say 25 minutes or a 30 minute uh, long maybe one or two perhaps longer like say we had uh, an ajib that that gilipuchi was you know 42 minutes long and stuff like yeah. that so i thought that uh, it would be similar uh, that second thing which i was completely wrong about was that uh, there were uh, four directors uh and uh, as we know that there were only three uh, shijit has has made two films so those two things really threw me off and it was just very weird i mean i am watching the first movie forget me not and I'm seeing the runtime is of one hour. 35 minutes has passed and Ipsit Ramanir has still not regained his memory. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? How will they wrap up the next three films in 25 minutes? And when yeah. this film has not wrapped up, it was, I was just, you know, really confused. So, so that. Now, uh, coming back to your question, whether I'd read the story or not, uh, stories or not. I mean, unfortunately not, you know, because... Uh, uh, as we know, uh, I think uh, uh, Satyajit Ray wrote his short fiction, if not uh, uh, majority, if not all, I think at least the majority of them in Bengali. And obviously, I, I can't read Bengali. I, I am, although aware that some of them, uh, perhaps a lot of them, have been translated into English. Again, have not been able to uh, get hold of a copy or something. In fact, I really wanted to read these four short stories after I watched the film. And I even messaged a friend of mine uh, uh, to uh, check with her whether she knew that there were English translations and stuff like that. I figured that uh, they weren't. So I mean, I I mean, apart from Abhishek uh, uh story, which I had just this bizarre sensation of discovering what the story was about, almost or literally at the same time when when uh, the character uh, Hakim played by Raghuvir Yadav when it comes to him. When he says kleptomania I'm like, ah, fuck. I'd read the story in school. And yeah. I, I, I I, remember that story with a lot of fondness. It was one of my favorite stories that I'd read in school. And, mm. uh, and I did not know that it was written by Ray then, you know. It, it, it was so I had a, a weird kind of a, a a thrill or a sensation. uh, Watching Chaube's story for that for that reason. And even then, I mean, <clears throat> I'd read in school. Uh, which is to say, I mean, uh, it's four decades back. So, you know, I... Don't remember reading it. Uh, that's a joke. Rowley's is supposed to laugh. People will actually think that I'm 55. Anyway, uh, <laughs> will think. Uh, sorry, I uh, lost my chain of thought. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, uh, so I, I don't remember uh, much specific details either. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I kind of uh, uh, approached this anthology kind of fresh and uh, also bizarrely uh, taken aback by what was happening in the first 30 minutes. But then I sort of uh, uh got into some sort of a rhythm and 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 then I understood that okay, all right, it's, it's four uh, one hour long films and and all of that. Although I'll be very honest, I don't think uh the films merited that much length, you know? Definitely yeah. Wasin's film, which I really enjoyed, but I do think it 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 did drag in parts. I I thought Wasin's uh movie was the one that it's it, it, it's in bizarre, but I thought that. Uh, uh, I thought that dragged the most, at least I'd identified two segments, one in the middle and one towards the end, where I thought that, you know, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where you see a film and you can directly pinpoint that, all right, you need to tighten your material. You need to, you know, uh, so that was that. I mean, even Shijit's piece, even Chaube's piece, you know, I did not think that they merited uh, such an almost grand treatment of what uh, these were originally as short stories. So, you know, I mean, uh, I thought they could have definitely. It could have been a standard anthology of like, say, two and a half hours or something, wherein you give film, uh each filmmaker say forty forty minutes to tell their story because they could have, uh, to my mind, <laughs> irrespective of how the stories would turn out to be, would have uh, said those things what they uh, had initially intended to. So that was that. Uh anything else that I've not answered? I mean, my anything else? Uh, my initial impressions.
0: Uh, yeah. That he wanted. is, yeah sort of more or less you answered all of that and it's actually quite funny because uh, uh, on the eve of i think thursday night itself tunnel uh messaging saying damn each segment is one hour long i just started watching thinking it's like 25 minutes i'll finish <laughs> it uh, and i think he took whole of friday to sort of review it also <laughs> then after that uh, which is basically th- being a boss as usual uh, his reviews usually come out a day after most of us uh, plebs but uh, uh yeah geez. you're you're right about uh i at least the one thing i guess we can agree on is the length of each of the segments uh because that really honestly that frustrated me like even with the better uh, uh segments whether you know it doesn't matter which segments but i thought even chobel shot mm. was like quite stretched in the middle uh, with their conversation yeah. uh, uh no matter how good the actors were uh, yeah vasan balas you can pinpoint where you know, the director gets carried away and loses sort of perspective of the length. Uh, and especially uh-huh. that last scene where the godwoman and uh, the actor, are, you know, where she is basically narrating her backstory to him. It just goes on yeah. and on when it could have really been a punchy, like a punctuatory moment uh, for the film. And and yeah, she did. So, of course, most of it was long for me. Uh, but um, yeah, so le- let me first, let us let's discuss because I'm curious about this. Uh, and, and I really like Vasan Bala as a filmmaker. Uh, I, I was a big fan of uh, his previous film. Um, and, you know, his sort of love for movies obviously defines a lot of his work, at least lo- a lot of what we've seen so far. Uh, uh, and, yeah. you know, and he's been around for a while, even though a lot of us haven't seen Peddlers, uh, which was his breakout I've
1: I've seen Peddlers, in fact.
0: Hi. Yeah. <coughs> uh, Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of us is, I, I mean, the audience or the listeners here, because even I remember- Yes,
1: sir, I did not want to show off. I, I, anyway, I'll come back to that. Go on. Sir, yeah. Sir.
0: Yeah. So that's what, I mean, was. I, I really liked that film, you know, despite the flap, despite the very obvious sort of cinephilia in the film, I really liked it. I thought mm. it was a really intimate and personal film about his own sort of upbringing and his own childhood in Matunga or Mahima or wherever. So I, I, I really- I I wouldn't say I expected the world from like an anthology, first of all, when I hear about an anthology, I know immediately to sort of temper down my expectations in a sense, first of all, this is a different medium, short films are really not everyone's cup of tea as we have discovered over the last few years, it's not like you can just Mm. jump into the ocean. And immediately learn how to swim. It's a totally different language of storytelling, and a lot of the mainstream filmmakers don't get it. As we learned with Ajib Dasans uh, and and you know the lust stories and and ghost stories and all of that, we, we've seen it. A lot of filmmakers, no matter how popular they are, how good they are at the feature film craft, they struggle with short films. So I, I immediately came in expecting something different, uh, and expecting sort of Vasen to really you know hit the ground running in a way also. Uh, I guess I saw a lot of AK versus AK in this shot, which is fair because I really liked that film even despite its flaws, despite its fault. And I was on board for, you know, uh, someone like and Kapoor playing this sort of meta character of a star who's a terrible actor. And, and you know, uh, I'm, I'm but I don't know for what, like at least 15 minutes into the short, I totally, it totally lost engagement with me in the sense I thought it was trying too hard. I thought it was going out of its way to drop a lot of rare references. Uh, I, I thought it was being overly excited about the fact that it was really going left of field in, uh, uh, you know, in its sort of narrative, in in its in its sort of uh, meta sort of messaging. And and while I enjoy that kind of storytelling, and you know, I, I really do because uh, uh, this particular gang of filmmakers that have you know sort of come from. Uh, Anura kashab School of Filmmaking, you tend to, uh, uh, you know, you tend to see a lot of uh, inside jokes, uh, inside filmmaking, so to say, and which not a lot of people sort of get. And I I kind of enjoy that. But Vasen's short, I mean, I wouldn't really call it a shot, but his segment was, it really weighed down on, you know, what I was sort of trying to take out of the shot. I thought it lost a lot of its... Uh, uh, a lot of it's almost its um, uh, thinking pattern midway through, uh, and and you know I didn't have major problems with Hachwad and Kapoor, also like most people did. It's that wasn't for me the worst part or the the definitive part of the short film. It was uh, I, I just felt like uh, th- there was uh, just not enough in it to sort of and and this is coming from someone who hasn't read the original story, so. You know judging it totally uh, independently even as a film uh, uh, on its own, I felt like the, the that entire psychedelic montage that you know the actor goes through uh, towards the end and then sort of that surrealism associate that a lot of people associated uh, associate with race story uh, uh, stories <clears throat> themselves uh, or the literary fiction that he wrote. Uh, uh, I, I get that what Vasan was trying to do, but I felt like a lot of it was sort of uh, uh, swinging in the air for me. But at the same time, I know that this this particular segment has probably been the most divisive in in that, like, I know a lot of people who've absolutely loved it and considered the uh, best part of the anthology. And a lot of people like me also have uh, just been absolutely disappointed by it. So I'd like to know, you know, uh, before we discuss the other segments, what, uh, you know, what you took back from it and what worked for you in this? Yeah. And
1: before that, I must comment on the structure of this podcast, uh, which is to say that uh, we are beginning uh, from reverse so as to keep the slogos, which is (laughs) Srijan's films at the end. I mean, fair enough. All right. So coming back to uh, my thoughts on Vasan as a filmmaker to begin with, uh, before I tackle Spotlight. Uh, So I mean... I, uh, so I mean, unlike you, and in fact, unlike most people, in fact, uh, uh, when I uh, came out of uh, uh, watching Mart uh, Ko and when I was writing the review, I was just not having a good feeling about it, because I'll be honest, the film did not work for me. I mean, I could see its references, I could see, I think one thing that I really appreciate about Vasan filmmaking or just in general demeanor. I mean, not that I, I, I know him, I have met him once or twice, I, I, I think, but, but the, the sense that I get, we used to blog on a, on a common platform, uh, um, more than a decade ago, passion for cinema and all of that. So I kind of know his scene in some capacity, I can say. And one thing that I really like about him is that he has this very genuine fondness for yeah. uh, filmmaking. And, and all of that that surrounds it and, and, uh, and even when he is, you know, taking uh, a dig or two or three or whatever, at, at some of the eccentricities or self absorption, or, or, or whatever it is, it is always laced with fondness. I think that's a quality that I highly admire, you know, I mean, uh, even, I mean, even as a writer, I mean, somebody who's not interested in making films, but but just uh, as an attitude to have, I think that's very, 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 uh, 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 you know, something to be appreciated. Uh, and I mean, it, it comes from my own angsty self and all of that, where I I, I really like the sense of uh, quasi-detachment, uh, mm. but also, I mean, intense involvement at the same time. So, so, the, so, yeah, I mean, so, the that didn't work for me. I think I was perhaps the only critic and all of that. And we have spoken about it before. You don't like to be that killjoy and all of that. But what do you do? Uh, I mean, it worked for almost everybody, including you, the bunch of others, right? Uh, so, so that was that. I remember watching his Peddlers, you know, his debut in 2013 in NIFLA, in LA. And uh, I, it's, a, it's an almost a good film. And uh, it's a it's a good debut for sure. I mean, it went to Cannes and all of that in 2012 and everything. But but beyond that, just my personal feelings on it, there's this one particular segment in that movie which is centered. it's is not a spoiler. Which is centered around Gulshan Devia, uh, who is an important cop. I hmm. That is a stunning segment. That is a stunning segment at the level of imagination, performance, writing, almost political commentary. It's I was blown away. The rest too, I think it's, it's, it's some sort of a Amorous Peros mold uh, kind of a thing. There are three stories if I'm not wrong. They kind of like overlap here and there and stuff like that. I think in the end, they sort of culminate, uh, if, if I'm not wrong. So mm-hmm. the, the rest two stories were fine. I mean, uh, but but the, the Gulshan Devia story just kind of blew me away. Anyway, so uh, so when I came to Spotlight, I didn't know much from it, of course, because I had, hadn't seen the trailers and all of that. But I'll tell you, you know, <laughs> one of the things that I really appreciated about Spotlight is the fact that... <coughs> you know it's it's a very irre- irre- irreverent sorry it's a very irreverent take on, uh, on ray you know it's not really bogged down by these notions of traditional reverence when you sort of take a look at uh, you know uh, a, a filmmaker of his stature and uh, i love the fact that you know he took somebody so revered globally and mm. adapted in him or molded him into a setting which is so local you know it is almost like an in joke he made sort of ray really an in joke which i i really liked i mean because i was like This is a very good way of adapting this and good attitude towards adaptation, whether it works for uh, you uh, or not, that's a separate thing, obviously, but I just thought, and and there is this one, uh, it opens with a really cheeky line, which essentially is there is always room for improvisation, a line, perhaps, uh, I think by Satyajit Ray, because that's who, uh, whom it is attributed to. And I just like that, you know, he sort of, I mean, really took that far. And and even though I had not read that Bengali story. And uh, uh, I think yesterday I, I read somebody's Facebook status in which that person was saying that spotlight has almost nothing of Ray. And that was the uh, impression I had while I was watching the film as well. Because I mean, the dude is talking about scrumptious, scrumptious, that was yeah. over place. And like, yeah. you know, a bunch of these other things. So, so of course, they would not have been uh, in Ray and especially like some of uh, the meta, meta commentary which is really contemporary and relevant and all of that and I got the feeling that you know this was the kind of fresh take that Ray would have perhaps appreciated if not liked you know and I particularly enjoyed it because uh, so so, uh, so that was me talking about the macro picture like the attitude and all of that I'll just get into some granular details and what I really enjoyed about this is that as much uh, fatigued almost fatigued I am by uh, the meta-commentary by Indian filmmakers. I, I liked AK vs. AK, we have spoken about it in the podcast last year. Uh, and all of that. But uh, now I'm just getting the sense of that. a you know? And and especially uh, uh, these sort of tales where, where there is <clears throat> a lot of uh, exa- uh, exaltation of uh, uh, these people. Uh, whom... Ha- we already know about, I mean, we culture, our our, our culture sort of celebrates, you know, uh, uh, reverence and all of that. And, and and I would like to argue that some of it is not even deserved uh, to the extent that uh, that happens mm. in, in that sort of uh, in that scheme of things. I thought Spotlight took a U-turn, you know. It really wasn't about uh, celebrating, say, a, an industry or culture or whatever, as much as just looking uh, through it and, uh, you know, making, poking fun at it and yet not being above it, yet not being uh, that, you know, uh, 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 yet not taking sort of easy refuge in, say, self-loathing or self pitying or excessive self-deprecating humor. So, so I... I like that. I like that the film was uh, was you know willing to take risk with respect to I mean fucking around with somebody as legendary as Ray. It was very uh, willing to be silly. It was very willing to sort of be very clear eyed about uh, uh, the, the 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 various myths that uh, Bombay filmmakers are are I mean they don't just pin it uh, uh, in real world but they also sort of like. Uh, exhibit it in cinemas and and all of that and i thought that that was pretty cool I, something i found also very interesting was i thought wasn't really got this sense of pretentiousness what we call uh in the art space that you know you that you want to be something but but you can't because then you are not that good then what do you do what do you do if you're not self-aware about it what do you do you know <clears throat> He there is this line that cracked me up, which is about you know the whole thing has become a Kafkaesque nightmare. I mean, I have used Kafkaesque nightmare for years actually without knowing what that word was. I mean, way way long back. And then uh, his girlfriend is like, uh, what the fuck does that mean? And he's like, nahin, log bolte aisa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so, you know, I I like this. This sense of uh, a self identification or at least i could in a very weird way could really identify with a lot of uh, uh, confusions and uh, the, the, the the sense of existential crisis that is you know grappling uh, this guy i mean and and one more thing i have immense fondness for harshvardhan kapoor i really like him uh, i mean so do you uh, i remember you speaking about it quite fondly in, in the last ak versus ak uh, uh, thing and Obviously, I mean, somebody can say that this is a literal rehash of that role and all of that, and sure, it's uh, it's not something that I would I would debate. But I mean, uh, I liked him in Ikea, I really liked him in uh, uh, in here, where uh, you know there is this, and I thought that this. I, Again, I thought there were a bunch of things that were very cleverly hidden uh, uh, under the surface for me, at least, you know, there is, <laughs> I almost get the sense of got the sense of this muted pathos that was lacing the film because uh, Harjodhan Kapoor is somebody who can be like Wick five to seven years down the line, given that he has this penchant of quoting foreign filmmakers and, uh, you know, appearing particularly cerebral or, or relatively cerebral in his interviews and all of that. We know that he's kind of fashioned himself as a certain kind of a thinking actor. Uh but but he really hasn't uh, challenged him, uh, himself so much till now I mean, four movies and in, in what four years doesn't, uh, it's not a lot, but two films were almost mirror images of each other. So I mean, I got the sense that this film could actually be uh, Hasvardhan's future. I hope it's not, of course, uh, uh, with one exception that he may not even be as big a star as Wick is, you know. So I thought there was this very clever sort of, again, I'm not sure if that's the intention, perhaps not, but, you know, that's how the film spoke to me. And and then it's just, uh, I mean, I obviously have a lot of fondness for films that make me laugh. I thought uh, Chandan Roy and Sanyal was superb. I, I loved their chemistry. I loved the fact that I thought the interplay between, you know, uh, the two most abiding uh, obsessions of, uh, of our country, religion and, and, and cinema, where, I mean, spoiler spoiler alert, uh, cinema wins in the end, where, you know, that godwoman ends up being uh, uh, a fan of a film star uh, herself, and where, you know, I mean, uh, one god turns up, and says that I'm I'm a bigger uh, uh, that, that I'm a huge fan of yours in a, in in a, in a sense that you know it 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 was a battle between the two gods and and Vasan sort of uh, uh, made his own home or or like his own community the, the ultimate victor and stuff like that uh, so so I really enjoyed these things I thought it was you know I had a really nice pleasant engaging vibe to it. now coming to things that I did not like now uh, that uh, all of <laughs> this gushing make feel like that i was bold about with the film I was not. I For me, it's the best uh, movie in the anthology, but only, of course, re- relatively speaking. Uh, on its own, as I'd written in the review, I think it's almost a good film for me. I But, but there are, again, uh, indulgences aplenty. You know, there is this one bizarre scene where, you know, he imagines a conversation with his mother where she's just, you know, rattling off the uh, the titles of race films and all of that. And I'm like, yeah, no. Then that just, uh, the climactic set piece, Which kind of starts off as a funny riff on uh, uh, that what films can do, uh, you know, make people sort of swivel, make them sort of, you know, uh, roll down the stairs without even touching them. The the kind of, uh, I mean, perhaps the commentary was that the kind of stuff that gods can't even do, cinema can. I mean, you get it, right? But I mean, I thought Vasan really stressed it out. I thought, yeah, you know, so so, so things like that. but I've liked the film even more if it had the sense of discipline, focus, you know, stuff like that. And and obviously, I mean, it it could have been a lot shorter. That said, there are two things that I want to say uh, mm-hmm. before we move on to the next segment. I <clears throat> I really hope that a filmmaker like Vasan, who I feel is a, a, a smart, sharp thinker, has a genuine sense of fondness, as I spoke, and all of that. But I would really hope that, you know, he kind of... Uh, 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 moves away from this sense of sort of meta filmmaking, this sense of just packing the, your movie with references. You know, that kind of discourse is very 2005 or 2008. You know, this this very uh, uh, being in awe of this tarantino sort of a World where you're like, dekha, ye, ye, kea, wo, I mean, Marco Dars had a lot of like that. Perhaps that was one of the reasons I I had some reservations, or or maybe I wasn't uh, uh, able to open up to the film as much as uh, others did, you know. So and I am personally getting really fatigued by uh, by this sort of uh, meta filmmaking, which beyond the point, I think Vasan made a few good points, few new uh, uh, interesting points here. But I just get the feeling that. You know, uh, the juice is really being taken away from this. And uh, so that, you know, just living in this world of films. And the second thing is that I really hope that... Vasan just goes out and, you know, uh, takes even more risks. But in different stories, in different molds, in different, you know... Sort of engage uh, uh, himself, perhaps more politically at an overt level, so to speak. Or, or any other level, you know. I mean, uh, it's... Uh, I think a filmmaker who's quite talented, I feel, it's, it's uh, uh, in, a, in an ironic way, this this sort of film industry, mania is in a sense, tackling him.
0: That, <laughs> that it almost feels like you were saying that in one breath, which is, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, no, thank you for putting it that way, because, uh, I mean, honestly, while listening to you, I was like, okay, I. I mean I get what he was trying to do because sometimes when you sort of lose interest uh midway in a film or even not even midway in a film you don't tend to want to look deeper anymore right like the film lost you yeah the films lost Absolutely. you very early and then you start then you look at it start looking at it at uh, at more superficial levels and and obviously yeah. then you know, both the film and you suffer after Well, That's happened to you, that's happened to me a lot, a lot yeah, even yeah. while, while, yes, while being a critic and I think we've been on the other side uh, a lot of the time compared to audiences. So, I guess that's what happened to me here, which is where I was even unwilling to go past a certain intellectual uh, uh, connection with the film or engagement with the film, which I guess I did with Maat Darniota. Uh, uh, I guess a lot of it had to do with the fact that maybe the circumstances were such because it was the opening film of Mami and you know uh, it it was exciting in a way but who knows if it was the fifth film of my day there I might have have had a completely different uh, perspective of the film or the same kind of fatigue that you do with the film. Uh, So yeah you're right about a lot of things of what he was at least set out to achieve uh, uh, you know and with, with, uh, uh, even with, uh, reference to what you, uh, said about this being the best film of the anthology and relatively that only relatively speaking and still not being a totally good film is absolutely the tone I agree with, you know, when it comes to this anthology. Because even though I considered Se Chaube's film the best, I don't think it yeah. was his best, in fact, it was his weakest film so far. Yeah. And, and, you know, that is why. For me, this is was one of my least favorite anthologies because in the other ones you get a proper standout film. Even personally, you tend to really side with one film more than the others, and then you tend to look at it in context of the filmography of the uh, of the storyteller uh, featured. So, you know, in this, I really did not think that you know the standard was very high. And I totally agree with you about Ashwathan Kapoor. Also, you know, I, I have immense <coughs> fondness for him as. As a performer and he's relatively new and but the thing is he's trying things. He's trying harder than a lot of uh, others say in his situation might be trying, or even in general, like whether his situation or not. He and you you know that he he know you know he's kind of a cineph- cinephile who wants to be an artist, and that for me is really enduring because he can really sort of you can really I sense that you might really... We might really have a nice, fun, sort of uh, nerdy conversation with someone like him. Exactly. But at the same time, he also wants to be those people he talks about. That's the difference between, I guess, us and him. It's his profession. And I guess... a lot can be said about the choices that he's been trying so far, and that entire sort of self-referencing that he's been doing in his last two performances. And I hope he does go places. And the same for Vasan also. You're right about him getting carried away with references, which I think is a very whatsoever thing. Which we, uh, which I've you know grown to immensely dislike over the last few years. And even when they, yeah. they there's also an attitude <laughs> where the critics don't pick up references in films means you're a bad critic which is absolute bullshit uh, which a film yeah. is not its reference it is what uh, it makes the other person feel uh, a lot of them seem to get really caught up with this pretension of like you know look we are film fans and uh, if you don't understand what we are trying to say the the trivia we are trying to convey through our films you're a terrible film goer or you're a terrible critic I don't think Vasan is the worst of them by any standard I think he's a really mm cool filmmaker i think is a really sorted storyteller and a person from whatever little i know of him and uh, i think he has it in him to transcend that entire uh, uh, you know that entire sort of ideology and i feel like uh, you know of course this is early days in that sense for him because he's only technically one feature film old because you know Peddlers didn't release know yeah. that and and uh, this yeah. is this is uh, and he's written a couple of films and there's always promise in the films he writes Uh, And that's the thing, like, I'd like to see more of him in the future. And I, I, and, you know, whatever the case, I really hope sort of disperse him on to get into the mainstream space without really being uh, uh, always super meta about it. Uh, Anyway, coming to the the next segment, I think we should maybe talk about Chaube's film next. As you said, we'll reserve slog overs later. (laughs) Chaube's film, (laughs) Hanga Maya Borpa was... Again, you know, I've not read the story, but I can sense that Chaube was at ease with the material. I felt like he was he stood out, I think, uh, inadvertently by being probably the most loyal to the source material. As you said, you have read the story in your childhood and you do remember it was one of your favorite stories. And I felt like Chobe sort of did not really go left of field in his adaptation say like the other two filmmakers like Shijit really uh, took it into another space what we think of that space is irrelevant but it was an entirely different sort of interpretation mm. of ray and same with vasan you know him being irreverent yeah. about it is part of the charming uh, is part of his charm as a filmmaker also i think chobey played it safe and by playing it safe he he ended up being the most risky for me in this anthology uh, which is, I know ironic, it sounds like paradoxical, but it is what it is because I felt like I was at ease again because of the sequence of the film. Chaube's film played third in the anthology. It was after the worst film of them, uh, which was did second film, which we'll get to later. So because of that, I guess it was almost a relief uh, uh, for me to see some, you know, two actors like Manoj Bajpai and uh, Gajaj Rao uh, in a train, in a very race setting. Uh, uh, and, you know, cameos by Raghu Biradav and Manoj Pawa, who are. All- obviously you know like uh, who are such great actors all four of them for me fall in the same sort of latitude almost uh, in the last few years Uh, the kind of actors who really don't need to try hard and I felt like uh, Chobe trusted his actors to sort of pull off again I feel like the length was not merited by any uh, stretch of imagination one hour was I think 25 minutes too long for this film Uh, but at the same time I liked the fact that he trusted the actors uh, uh, and a lot of uh, um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of it was technically dialogue and technically performances, and a lot of uh, uh, sort of verbal jousting, so to say. And I, I like the fact that he left it to that, and it sort of worked for most part. I really like the little uh, you know hom- that the fact that the homage was in the setting itself. I really like the fact that you know, uh, uh, um, um, sort of Gajraj Rao was given some of the um, better moments of the film. But again, you know. Uh, I'm going to say this again that again I, I found myself drifting in most parts of the film. I found myself uh, drifting in their conversations or that interweaving between the past and the present which was effortless on paper on, or even on screen but it sort of did not merit the kind of uh, the amplification into one hour that it got on screen. Uh, a lot of it was charming and old world we, You know, We like using those adjectives and it was. Chobe rarely goes wrong with his Uh, with his treatment of material, you know, whether he's adapting it or whether it's based on, uh, uh, you know, Sudeep Sharma's writing. Uh, But, you know, I really, uh, um, I I sort of found myself still saying that this is not a film I'm going to remember as the definitive film of the anthology, even though it was my personal favorite. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to remember it as, say, one of the better films of the anthologies across the years, too. Uh, not not a lot. Lot of it is you know connected to my expectations from Chobby He's a fine filmmaker, no doubt. But uh, you know, I just felt like there they needed to be a, a, a little more to the film than you know. Say someone like me caught on to, or a, a, a lot of people that are really praising the film really will not look back and say you know it was really uh, uh, one of those a- absolute knockout films in a short film anthology. Um, let's come to what you think about the film given that you know you weren't as impressed say as i was
1: uh, yeah i mean uh i won't say that i wasn't as impressed as you were uh i i quite like the film i mean you know uh i i would say that this is probably say a notch below uh if at all then Vasan's film or maybe perhaps it's almost there i think there were three scenes that really irritated me i think uh, if Somehow Chobe would have, you know, uh, were making just a film for me. He should have uh, removed those three scenes. And then I would have handwritten a letter of congratulations to him. <laughs> but uh, I, I'll come to those scenes. But before that, uh, my general impression of the of the thing... I mean, first of all, it's such a beautiful story, you know, it is, you can see a lot of the uh, things about the story. I mean, one can say that, oh, it's such a silly story or it's a, it's a story that kind of really invests so much in a, a, a not invest so much, it, it hinges, pivots uh, on, the, on, the, on the climactic twist uh, a lot. If you remove that, uh, will the story hold and things like that, whatever. I mean, uh, those are the things uh, 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 among others. That I particularly appreciate about the film, but uh, about the story. But this this thing about the story that that I particularly appreciate is this sense of you know looking at people in their entire context. You know, I mean, it's I would like to say that it's a deeper story than than what it pretends or postures to be on the surface, and it's essentially about you know how. Uh, uh regular nice people have frailties and they grapple with it and you know it's, it's, it, there's a lot of self examination self reckoning introspection things like that in the in the film in the story itself and how i mean uh uh, perhaps no one is beyond uh, flaws. No matter uh, that flaw could be trivial; it could be severely transgressive, and things like that. It's 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 this sense of recognition of uh, uh, how complex and even pure humanity can be, and what it means to grapple with guilt is as I thought was uh, very good in uh, the, the the way in which Ray wrote it and, and the way in which he conceptualized it. It's almost, uh, uh, you know, you hardly see, uh, quote-unquote, your sins. Of course, I mean, kleptomania is hardly a sin, so to speak. But, you know I mean? You can use it as a metaphor of, uh, of say, something uh, perhaps more uh, uh, darker or perhaps more upsetting, so to speak. And yet there is a sense of lightness about it because, of course, it's kleptomania. But it's also the sense of... You know, how do you see somebody uh, in totality? Now, coming back to the shot, it's, as you say, I mean, you know, it's a a very light adaptation. Chaube is almost, I mean, I could just imagine him as a batsman who was, according to Ravi Shastri, milking the bowling, you know? I mean, he was really at ease taking a single here, stepping down the track and hitting one over longer stuff like that. I really, I mean, so that sort of really uh, uh, gave, a, I mean, uh, not just a lot of layers, but a lot of tonal variations. It's, there are lots of things happening at various levels, the level of craft, the level of dialogues, you know, uh, the, the, the slow but certain shifts from somber to uh, a pretty frivolous tone, uh, uh, tone uh, so to speak and all of that. And juggles all of that really well. That we have seen from his previous film. Uh, 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 and uh, and i mean obviously there was this added thrill of this story sort of coming back to me as the story was going on so that really i mean made the made the story even slightly more uh, 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 enjoyable for me now uh, coming back to some of the things and i mean some of the things that I liked especially I thought that Vanuja and Gajra were really good I mean somebody had shared on Twitter that uh, I think the last time that they were were together in a film was Bandit Queen because I don't remember them being you know uh, uh, seeing them in the same frame and all of that both of them uh, are phenomenal actors as we all know and all of that and I just loved. There, you know, this jugalbandi uh, of sorts, almost uh, in their conversations on all of that. This sense of playfulness, this sense of you know, dro- uh, dropping the baton and somebody else picking uh, it up and going for the run, and you know that that sort of thing repeats. And it, it was really skillfully done. It, it was it was quite nice. And uh, some of the cuts I thought were were just very good. Uh, where you know he walks a few steps, the setting changes dramatically he looks into the mirror the setting changes dramatically stuff like that it was almost you you got the sense that this film has the fluidity of a play you know and it, it's almost uh this uh sort of informalness embedded in it and I also thought that it was in a sense quote unquote an insincere adaptation and I don't mean in a bad way at all I mean in the sense that you know he was not uh 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 too bogged down by uh by how uh uh, one transition or 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 this dealing of motifs should be and all of that, which is of course is expected from a filmmaker who knows his shit. So I mean, all those things were I mean, very very uh enjoyable. Again, I don't remember the uh, uh the original story as much, so I don't know how much of uh, uh of the past that was there in the, in the movie, you know, this extended thing about that as a child, he used to steal things and all of that. I thought it was a bit on the nose for me. I don't remember if, if, if Ray had that in his story, maybe if, if he did. And if I read it again, perhaps I wouldn't like it as much. Or I, I don't know. So, I mean, uh, but there are three things that I thought uh, specifically just did not work for me at all. There were two scenes that were just so fucking cliched. So you know, I mean, we have seen it in at least ten thousand films, in the sense that there is some sort of a suspense setting. There are these two characters. Uh, we know the truth about one character. The other character doesn't know the truth about the second character, and and that's where this this whole uh, sort of this very templatey Hitchcocking suspense is there, right? So yeah. far. So good, it's fine. Then the second character, this this unaware character, would say something to the first character, which will which will give us the feeling that he knows uh, the other guy's a secret. And but he of course doesn't. He's he's of course talking about something else and all of that. But the first character is just getting really paranoid. He's getting whatever. We are also you know I mean uh, 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 wondering that you know damn is is this is this it? And he does it twice, man. And I'm like boss. And both the times, I mean. As soon as the scene started, I was like, "This is—I mean, it's almost a a, a, a bathetic uh, moment. It's it's so anticlimactic right from the start that—and we've seen have uh, seen it so many times. And you expect a filmmaker filmmaker like Chobe. I mean, if it, if at all you're interested in some sort of a playful red herring, so to speak, I mean, do it better, dude. Like this this just did not work for me at all, and and especially because you know." It was directly related to the climax of the of the film, and you know that there's no way i mean even if you have not seen ten thousand films, you can just see the runtime that's remaining in the film. You would know that this can't happen because if this happens, the story does not have more than five minutes in its uh, in its narrative sort of bank so yeah. i yeah and 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 these anticlimactic moments i just I hate them from the bottom of my heart, you know, so <laughs> perhaps that. That really weighed on me because uh, uh, I have been irritated by them for a really long time. And I thought that, you know, shit like this, we, we will not see in 2021. Then there's this another scene in the, in the, <clears throat> in the flashback where, you know, this guy is admiring uh, his gold watch and all of that, whatever. And then we cut to this sort of a very bizarre dream sequence of thoughts where there's this one giant clock... And bajpai's character is looking at the watch like a fucking lunatic. There is supposed to be some kind of poetry in that obsession, if that's the implication. It just fucking did not work for me. I, I just thought it was way too literal, way too over the top, way too obvious. And I'm like, what, what purpose does it serve? And this is, this is a recurring flaw in all the four segments. You have these bizarre dream sequences. And again, dream sequences are also those very anticlimactic moments, right? Uh, I think Shijit does it more badly than I think Chaube yeah. and even Vasin, Where you know that this sh- Where you're suddenly, you know, so invested in it. like, oh, shit. Uh, this is something that's so cool and all of that. And then you are like, it's a dream sequence. I'm like, fuck off. You know, don't waste my time with this nonsense. I don't know, why am I getting so worked up about something as simple as a dream sequence? But you know, it's just... I and mean, what really gets me is that when a filmmaker is not aware of uh, the contemporary filmmaking language and all of that, and I always feel bizarre saying this for somebody like Abhishek Chopra because I know that's not true. I mean, he literally made the best film for me. Uh, I mean, uh, film uh, yeah. my favorite in Sonchiria, right? And I mean, obviously, a bunch of things. And And this, this final note on which I want to conclude, I... Again, like for Vasan, I, I hope that, you know, he sort of moves away from uh, from this very film world and all of that. I also hope that Abhishek Chaube also moves away from this world of Urdu poetry. I mean, <laughs> dear Ishkia, Ishkia, You know, it's, it's the sense I get, you know, this, this whole sense of, I mean, it sounds beautiful. I mean, it sounds beautiful, of course. But yeah, I just get the, got the sense that yeah this is his playing field and it's just uh, it, it obviously I mean it ties in a lot, especially with the uh, with, with, with the title, uh, 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 you get it, but yeah, I mean I, I, I just wanted uh, it uh, I, I, I just thought that I won't call it narrative fatigue as much, and it's not even a quibble, it's it's just something that's really there in the back of my mind. But I'm just like, Okay, don't just play it uh, too safe, or or at least I mean you uh, the language of your film, uh, at least two films, uh, of which one I wildly loved Ishqia. You know, it's it's uh, just find something else, man. Uh, but but yeah, I mean this is just like a, a footnote ka footnote. So but something that I just wanted to uh, mention because why the fuck not?
0: Yeah, no, I. I actually love the passion with which you hated a, lo- a few aspects of this uh, film which will be new to a lot of people because I think uh, I, I reserved that tone for the first two films. But I like that you obvious <laughs> oh, narrative fatigue which I guess is a, is a decent point because you know the- I-, I didn't note I mean of course those things stood out but you know I, d- I didn't tend to like really use a feel it was that much much a distraction for me but then I guess uh, you really pointed them out and now I can't stop thinking about them but yeah uh, <laughs> I, I guess uh, that's that's a good sort of way to uh, segue into uh, the next uh, two films let's discuss both of them together uh, sh- should we uh, should we <laughs> ah. do forget me not and then end it with
1: Bairupia Will yeah, that be better or or, or, or or do you want to I mean I'm I'm fine either way. Do you want to discuss both both of them cumulatively or or however you may yeah, want to go no, about it? That,
0: yeah, we can start with I mean both films. See like Forget Me Not obviously was the first film of the anthology. And uh, hmm. honestly, I, I felt like Forget Me Not wasn't half as bad as you know Bearupia, which I think you yeah know, for me was the absolute nadir of short filmmaking in general. But you know, <laughs> Forget me not. I guess I tend to bracket in that category, even though it's not half bad. Uh, not half as bad. I, I don't think it's a good film by any uh, means at all. But I think I liked Ali Fazal in the film as this sort of uh, uh, you know this um, sort of Bangalore hotshot who uh, entrepreneur who uh, is basically taught a lesson uh, towards the end of the film. And and you know, I there was. The thing is, you get you get the fact that Shijit is trying to be all dark and edgy, and you know he, I, I like the fact that that irreverence comes to the fore when he is actually adapting something like Ray, which is you know the source of great reverence, especially in his part of the country. So uh, you know it takes a lot of sort of you know it it takes a lot of balls to do something like that, and. You know, for better or worse, I mean, the the intention also counts uh, to an extent. Uh, sure, he went really awry with the execution for me. Uh, I thought the execution was really pretentious and gimmicky, um, especially in the second one. But the first one, you know, I, I wasn't really minding till things started to unravel in his mind. Till yeah. the protagonist started to, lo- you know, uh, get disoriented and, you know, sort of go a little mad, which is done with such... Familiar mundanity, like we've seen it happen so many times that it wasn't even a surprise. It was almost boring, and that was my problem. You cannot be edgy and boring at the same time. And and uh, and you know, and I've I've grown to be fond of Ali Fazal, especially you know after Mirzapur, and uh, now that he's really evolved as an actor, and I thought he was pretty good for most parts of this film because it wasn't easy to pull off that arrogant asshole in a way that sort of really. Uh, uh detached him from the gimmickry of the material itself because uh the last 10 minutes was some of the worst exposition i've seen in uh, in a long time like that that entire uh, uh the entire stretch where the revelation is uh, uh, basically it's spoiler alert but i'm i'm guessing you've all seen it uh basically his secretary i think uh, or or his uh his colleague yeah his secretary uh, who's played by Shweta Basu Prasad uh, reveals that you know she is the one behind uh, sort of almost gaslighting him into believing that you know he was he had an ex lover and he uh, he wronged a lot of his friends and uh, so basically it it was a good idea again on paper it was almost Manoj Night uh, isk which reminded me of like Ray having a really playful time with his writing which i th- because it was storytelling for the sake of storytelling there was really no uh, larger context or bigger social message which was a nice little breath of fresh air but i thought shijit really messed it up and from what i came to understand obviously i have not watched any of his bengali films but it was an ode to one of his previous films called vincida which a lot of other bengali critics pointed out and uh, film goes pointed out and uh, w- which i thought was really weird because uh, it's bad enough that you're sort of creating an entire, designing an entire scene for the exposition in a way that, you know, really has you go from one memory room to the other, like part of a play or something, uh, like very stagy exposition. Uh, but, but to sort of just, you know, design it as an ode to your own sort of story, which some people may or not may not be aware of, sort of misses the point, especially if you're adapting someone like Ray, uh, where you have enough references anyway to sort of fall back on. Uh, So, you know, I I just thought it was a waste, like it was a great tourist advert for the Ajanta Caves and all, you know, because there's an entire sequence where he sort of just goes there, uh, where he sort of loses himself on the caves and trying to understand whether he did meet a girl there or not. Uh, uh, And I thought, yeah, I, I mean... I I get the fact that, you know, there's a lot of shock value attached to the twist of the story, to the revelation of the story. Uh, There's a lot of sort of underlying feminism, but I don't think any of it was genuine in that sense. I thought it was a very childish way of putting it across what was technically also like a childish story, but in a very sort of, uh, you know, mischievous uh, way that a lot of filmmakers tend to do, uh, uh, you know, when they're writing their material. So I just thought it just, totally missed the mark in terms of uh, a lot of its execution and revelations are such an important part of short films uh, because a lot of short films really count on their twist uh, and to be more than just gimmicks and i just found it to be just that uh, in this particular film
1: yeah i mean uh, so to begin with i uh, i have of course not read the bengali uh, short story that uh, ray wrote uh, <clears throat> but is the broad con- contours and and I do understand that uh that as we see in Spotlight, I think uh, shijit also takes some fair uh, liberties uh, with respect to adapting these two stories because I, I as I told you, I was reading this Facebook post where this uh, author uh, who is familiar with Ray's work said that you know, at least in the second story, there was, there's no, uh, this book and all of that, this book of prosthetics yeah. and all. Of, so I, I am a bit taken aback by that. Because I thought, you know, that that uh, detailed uh, looked pretty inherent to the story, which uh, gives me the impression that he must have taken some fair liberties with the first story itself, which is of course fine. That's not a problem. But, uh, but if the broad contours of this, of, of, of uh, the first story, is what is there in, the, in Ray's story as well, which I'm sure it would be, because I mean, you, you can take liberties only as much. Then I would like to say something at, at, at the cost of denied uh, a visa to West Bengal uh, the next time I visit the state, is that it's not a good story. It's a pretty fucking mediocre story. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's, I have a fundamental problem with stories no matter in what format they are, whether it's a written, filmed, but it's a, it's a play, whatever, right? Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, should I repeat something? Yeah.
0: Go. Yeah, yeah, just repeat what you said in the last 30 seconds or so.
1: I have a fundamental problem, Sunayi. We can cut this part. Uh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you know, I have a fundamental problem with stories where there is there is such elaborate ornamentation, there is such intricate, seemingly intricate arrangement of, say, plots, themes, characters, and all of that, Uh, and the build-up is so much, Uh, and the story is obviously designed in such a way so as to obfuscate you, so as to deceive you, and all of that, that's fine, but when you come to the end. And when you see what that fuss was about, uh, by whom, for what, saying what, uh, and if if that is not fucking earth-shaking, if that is discordant with your build-up, which is 90% of the film, then I'm going to call shit on it. Because boss, no. I mean, you have to be better, do better. Because, I mean, either don't build so much of suspense over something which is i mean so stale and it is just it's it's almost unimaginative it's it's just and almost boring that okay this is a silly revenge tale that perhaps a 15 year old would enjoy so i mean i just i don't think it's a good story for that uh one second uh I have huge problems. I mean, I had written 50 lines, uh, sorry 50 words about it in my review. Uh, I cut it because I had to maintain like word count and all of that. Is I have this huge problem and so many, so many mainstream Hindi thrillers do it that they really need some sort of going back to the, uh, to the drawing board and, and, and uh, b- b- get together their bearings or whatever. Is that that you know I mean there would be a certain vein in which a thriller would unfold? You would get this, that, some plot twist and all of that, blah, blah, blah. And then there is this almost uh, a sense of dishonesty in storytelling. And, and a small disclaimer, I, I have conflicted views. And actually, I'm okay with some dishonesty. I remember you and Oda had really strong feelings about it in Teen. I was okay with it. Uh, I was actually okay with the, with the cheating in Kahani as well. But it's also something that I need to uh, 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 figure out in more depth about it as of now. I'm fine with it. Uh, depending. Uh, I mean, it's not a blanket thing. I mean, if you fool me, if you then you fool me. That's okay. Uh, that said though, I mean, I'm I'm not talking about this sense of literal cheating that's there in Kahani or teen. Uh, but but you know, there's this sense of you're not being fair with the with the audience. That you're for me, a good thriller is when everything is right there in front of you. Uh, and and you can still not sort of, you know gauge it and all of that I mean sure you can say that in this perhaps uh, a, a scene or two is already there where she is uh, uh, shopping with uh, Shradavasu's uh, character Maggie uh, when Maggie shopping with Ipsit uh, she shows him you know whatever uh, this this baby's dress sorry Ipsit shows her that and you know yeah. it's, it's it's this a uh, 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 devastatingly ironic moment for her and, and, and all of that maybe there maybe uh, but my memory is failing wow like Ipsit um, may, maybe, I mean, the film was fair about it. I don't know. And which is, I, I didn't write it in my review. I mean, so it's, it's not a big deal. But I mean, I definitely have a problem with stories that, you know, uh, <clears throat> that are so fundamentally incapable of making a resolution or, 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 or the most climactic act of third act meld in with the rest of the story that the filmmaker fucking pauses the thing and then tells you, Everything in this, he first tells you everything, and then he tells you, wait, 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 there is more, there is more everything. So then he tells you that everything. Then then he tells you all of that as well. I'm like, fuck, this is insane. <laughs> this is ludicrous because I mean it may sound that like you know, I hated the film and all of that. In fact, till that point, I was quite in it, you know. Uh, I loved the fact that how uh You know, uh, Sujit does this really classic way of building empathy where, you know, he, uh, uh, it's a very third limited uh, uh, point of view narration where you're so inside the head of the character that you have no option but to believe his lies, but to believe his delusion, but to believe his Convictions and all of that. I thought that was smartly done. I mean, it's, it's uh, of course not uh, a, a particularly narrative inventive, uh, inventive narrative trick, but uh, it's fine. I mean, I I like that. I I I thought some of the lighting was exquisite. I love the fact that how the frames become uh, you know gradually darker, especially in the indoor settings and all of that. I thought that was subtly done. I thought. I mean, there's some of the things in the later parts where, you know, uh, the, the 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 composition becomes tighter and becomes more tilted uh, uh, when uh, it's is being framed and all of that to, you know, show his gradual disintegration and, and to show his sense of claustrophobia and, and all of that as well. Well done. No problem. Good. And uh, it, it maintains sufficient intrigue till the first 35-40 minutes because, I mean, I I was like, okay, what is this film about? And as you know, I'm a sucker for thrillers. I mean, and so much so that I've seen Body on Netflix, you know. Uh, so I, I I like films with uh, twists. I like films with, you know, there is this question and, and, and this uh, 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 inevitable gotcha moment at the end of it. So I mean, the first 35-40 minutes... I, I i could get the sense that okay uh, th- it's, it's, it's a okay story it's a pleasant story it may not be particularly cerebral or whatever uh, but i was enjoying it and i'm, I'm i really like genre fiction uh, both in literature and cinema so i i thought this is good this is solid this is all of that compelling for me and everything but yeah, i mean what was happening in the last 10-15 minutes. And, uh, you know, someday I would actually make, I would want to make a list of films that do this. Uh, A film that uh, came to my mind was Kahani 2. Kahani 2, maybe it's it's the same thing, more or less. You know, it's, uh, uh, the the thing pauses and then there is this elaborate, and again, I have this huge problem. I have, I mean, revulsive uh, feelings when a filmmaker, shows a scene uh, in a flashback that he's already seen shown and then they're accompanied by a commentary and i'm like Yar, how dumb do you think your viewers are you know and, and this I mean, this movie made a buffet out of that and then yeah. all of this very elaborate construction see there's this one kind of filmmaking where uh, uh you know you take something that is uh, uh, uh that is Uh, what do you call it, really prevalent in the, uh, uh, in the, uh, uh, you take a really prevalent mode of storytelling, let's say, I mean, you know, this, this uh, re-depiction or this depiction of a twist via flashbacks and all of that. If you want to do that, sure, do that. But you need to be an exceptionally gifted filmmaker to sort of do it in a way where you are both playing to the gallery yet you are simultaneously subverting it i mean it fucking sounds only really so difficult the moment yeah. i i said it so i don't know if that's impossible but you know you can't just do ki yaar, i mean okay uh, what the story is and all of that and that whole play like treatment and the whole you know it's just no no dude no just did not work for me this movie too had i mean at least two dream sequences if i remember there was this yeah. one that was gorgeously shot i thought uh there's this one in which he is uh stuck in a garage and there are i mean these uh 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 all the cars look like his cars uh his car which is i think a benz or something whatever uh i i i really like that uh scene and this is striking visual composition and all of that and then fucking it turns out to be a dream sequence. I'm like, what's happening here? Yeah? And I mean, yeah, the last 10-12 minutes, the, 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 at the risk of repeating myself probably five times was just, I mean, absolutely annoying.
0: Yeah, also that uh, the, there's, there's a sequence where the, where Epshet and his wife uh, are watching Drishyam in the theatre. <laughs> and have, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it's put in solely because there is a, you know, there is a forgetting ka dialogue by Ajay Devgan in it and it's a particular scene in the film which is a striking scene also if you remember uh, uh, at the bus station so you know obviously I, my first the first thing that came to my mind is like i was like okay at the beginning of the film that girl mysterious girl who he meets tells her that remember uh, we met in 2017 and uh, and which which basically implies that they are actually speaking in 2020 or so Right. That's what the the past was 2017. We met in Ajanta and we had this time and I was like, okay, then how the hell are they right now watching a 2015 release in a theater uh, and he's he's (laughs) forgotten his daughter. I mean, obviously the critic brain, you know, like, okay, details, details. This cannot be possible. Your daughter goes missing and you're watching a 2015 release in a theater when this is actually 2020. And of course, it turns out to be a damn dream. You know, because how else will you say something uh, uh, like that? Because I'd so very zealously noted down uh, uh, saying, "Oh shit, I got a mistake. I got a logistical mistake." But uh, yeah. obviously, it turned out to be a dream, and there are bunch of very, uh, uh, very convenient dream sequences across the film, which he does a bunch of times. Some of them are well shot. You know, uh, uh, of course, the cinematographer is Swapnil Sonawane, who is actually very good. Uh, so you know, the please collaboration Putin, was. Nah? Yeah, yeah. So. I think uh, Swapnil shot, yeah, I think he's shot a bunch of very, you know, acclaimed Hindi films and I, I, I really thought, you know, it was a very interesting collaboration uh, and, and it sort of, yeah. I really like the look of that Ali Fazal's office in the beginning too, uh, or the way he sort of, uh, the flashbacks that he has with his friend, But, you know, eventually, as you said, it just comes down to what he th- what the filmmaker thinks of. Uh, uh, the audience in the end and that that gets conveyed through the kind of filmmaking through the kind of exposition and he does the inception of like exposition in his last uh, Mm -hmm. 10 or 10 minutes which which was bizarre, which which is also a good note to start the second film uh, of Shri it's On, uh, uh, Bairupia, which stars K.K. Menon, and I, I haven't seen enough of K.K. Menon on screen for a long time, so it's always nice to see mm. him star in a film. But right from the beginning, you I got such a doomed sense of where this film is heading, with, with you know, uh, uh, Bidita Bagh's character, who's an actress telling K.K. Menon, who's a makeup artist, Uh, uh, dropping in a few, you know, uh, but you can fuck me. And, you know, it's supposed to be just that. Just one of those things where the filmmakers, right off the bat, trying to tell the audience, look at what I'm doing to raise material. Look at how edgy I am. Uh, And and then a bunch of, like, uh, gratuitous sex sequences, unnecessary throughout the film. And first of all, I didn't get what the film is about, very honestly. I did not, like, I don't even know what the story is about, so I'm not even going to get there. Uh, unfortunately, for those who haven't w- uh, read the story, they will be none the wiser of what it's about after watching this film, because in the beginning, it's about him wanting, a makeup artist wanting to take revenge on the people who've wronged him, which includes his boss at work and uh, the girl he likes, uh, who's an actress. A- and he wears this, he becomes this prosthetic uh, uh, artist, which he inherits from his grandmother, he becomes... Uh, experiments with prosthetics and becomes a different people which which is you know amusing on paper and sure uh, you know uh, Shijit mukherjee is making it all like dark and twisted and we get it and and so sure that is that is the first part of the story where he sort of wants to take revenge on them so he actually pretends to be his boss at one point to get his boss in trouble at work and and you know he he dresses up as uh, he pretends to be some other client uh, while sleeping with the actress who is also Uh, uh, Apparently, uh, you know, um, uh, an escort of sorts. So, you know, that is, I get it. That's the, you know, that is the visual part of the story. Then it suddenly morphs into this part where, you know, he sees this, I don't even know what to call it, like a what, like a Godman or something who gets popular on, on uh, across uh, the national media uh, because he apparently that guy can tell your identity and tell your lies from your truth uh, even if you're a stranger so he decides to uh, wear different prosthetics and uh, you know adopt different identities to test this guy uh, uh, and and it just there is no connection to the first part of the story there is no connection to the first part of kk's character also like it feels like a different film a different actor a different setting and 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 you he just wants to prove this guy wrong and he decides to then uh, obviously, uh, you know, play the part of a serial killer who's, you know, who's act- actually, you know, be, uh, responsible for the rape of a minor. And he sees it on the news and decides to dress up as this guy and tries to see if uh, if the guy can tell his identity. And it just, it's such a gimmicky. Again, I'm, you know, I'm, like you, I'm, I'm I began to doubt race, like, fiction itself. I was like, this cannot possibly mm. be the story. This is the kind of thing that students write in when they are making their first student film. So obviously, I, I and you know, I hear it is one a lot of favorite stories of a lot of uh, uh, people in Bengal who've grown up reading race stories. Bairupia is apparently one of the better ones. So I, And I wondered. I was like, the, a whole population cannot be wrong uh, uh, compared to, say, Shijit, you know, adapting the story and making it an absolute incoherent rubbish. So, you know, I, and I was very disappointed with, you know, the fact that KK sort of bore the brunt of it because, first of all, he's not even KK in most of the film, literally. So it's sort of sad that he is part of this entire uh, very incoherent and obnoxious sort of reading of uh, of a particular source material. Yeah, you know, I mean,
1: I I would like to start uh, by talking about a few things that I could not include in my review, <laughs> and uh, uh, and you know, I mean, I, I want to do that for a reason because. I mean, I have a personal philosophy of sorts that uh, I particularly look for, not big, but small moments in a film, you know, small moments. And by small moments, I mean moments that may not dramatically alter the story of the film or the, the themes of the film or how the film speaks to us, but tells you a thing or two about you know the filmmaker's attention to detail. It tells you uh, what is the narrative strength of this film. It tells you, I mean, almost in a sense, the artistic integrity of the story and 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 how wholesome and well-rounded this is. So three scenes. I mean, they were so trivial that I I I just thought that I was whining uh, uh, in my piece, so I, I I took them out. But but I want to. I mean. Uh, talk about them uh, to sort of indicate uh, the sense of pervasive sloppiness that marks the film. And these three things didn't even, you know, anger me. I, but I was just like, dude, this is just unbearably sloppy. First scene, the lawyer comes, uh, you know, at the start to sort of tell uh, K.K. Menon's character, Indrashish, that, you know, your grandmother has died and all of that and you have gotten uh, the inheritance. That's literally what he says, like, I mean, it's very difficult for me that a lawyer will come to my house, sit with me, uh, tell me uh, this, uh, this, uh, uh, you know, huge, give me this huge news, which lasts for all of one minute. And then he says, Okay, boss, I'm leaving. It just, I, you know, I mean, I got what he was trying to do that, you know, I mean, uh, 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 converting an information into a dramatic scene, but that's just not how people behave in real life. And I'm not saying that no lawyer ever in, in any part of the world would have come, uh, and and sat with somebody for a minute, given a particularly devastating piece of news and walked away. Sure, uh, perhaps it would have happened. I mean, I'm, but what I'm saying is, it just does not feel real. That's not how conversations happen in real life. Conversations have a rhythm, they have a start, middle, end. And stuff like that, it's not, I mean, it just looked like that, you know, there's a filmmaker uh, speaking on the behalf of a, of a character. It just looked really stagey, I thought. Not a big deal, I'll say it a hundred times. But it just goes to show that how little thought is there in even the smallest of things. Second problem, Bidita uh, Bhak's character, uh, Devashri. she is sitting with... Somebody, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, she's sitting with a, uh, a sleazy producer or whatever, and uh, you know, this guy, uh, Indrashish is, is sitting really close to her, talking to the lawyer. No, talking to the lawyer, talking, uh, yeah. but there's a separate conversation in, in, in which he's kind of detailing, uh, the, the, the grandmother's flashback and stuff like that, and how she particularly doted on him, and all of that. And in that, you hear <clears throat> Bidita Baal's character talking in a particular slightly loud voice that okay i'm fine doing a uh, 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 i'm fine compromising and all of that I, mean, I did not verbatim but something on those lines i just thought it was so awfully contrived that a why would somebody talk about uh, 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 this sort of a conversation in a pretty public setting b uh, it it just feels way too coincidental that these two characters would be near to each other. She would say that word compromise, which again just sounds like, I mean, the kind of stuff you ha- we hear from films, uh, you know, that that's how, oh, casting couch happens, compromise, karna hai, you know, that sort of a thing. It just, it that just did not feel real to me. Uh, and it, the, the, the whole thing was awfully contrived, coincidental. And all in all, to serve a plot point because the filmmaker did not have an imaginative sense to sort of, you know, uh, 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 convey a, the similar information in a different way. I, this is the kind of sloppiness, again, not a big deal, but this is the kind of sloppiness that really annoys me. Third thing, uh, you know, uh, this guy, Indrashish is talking to his landlord. Uh, and uh, you know this guy is going all uh, about that you haven't paid rent for the last, you know, four months and all of that, whatever. Now, what is particularly weird about that exchange is that it's an it's entirely Hindi. Now, I find it very difficult to believe that uh, the two Bengalis in Calcutta. I mean, again, that is not to say that Bengalis talking Bengali all the time or Gujarati talking Gujarati all the time, but like you know, I I I just just it just did not sit well with, with me apart from. This terrible dialogue that if your uh, father, if somebody's father would have used a condom forty years ago, I would have lived in peace. And this is the kind of shit you say in engineering colleges and all of that. It just did not a jibe well with the character. B, I, and I just wanted really hard to believe that somebody will keep talking in Hindi throughout, especially when they are agitated, uh, and not use uh, resort to some sort of their uh, the their mother tongue or whatever the language that they are they are comfortable in. So I mean, it just. So these three things sort of, I mean, and, and all of the all these three things happened really early in the first five to ten minutes of the film, and which uh uh which sort of giving me the sense that oh, all right, this does not look like a particularly well thought out film. And 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 I have a problem when uh, when I get the sense that perhaps I'm wrong about all these things and all of that. obviously it's a subjective thing. But uh, but those are the kinds of films that start to worry me, and then those worries. Sometimes just explode in the way uh, it did in Baharupiya. So I mean, uh, to to talk about the film in some in some granular detail. I mean, I the basic plot point of the film I like uh, of the story I like. I mean, it's I, I have a soft corner for you know people uh, who have been misunderstood by the world. Do not perhaps necessarily want to take revenge but you know it's this it's it's, it's uh, one of those uh, things that i quite like so and i really like this 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 whole uh, 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 you know contemplation on on say identity uh uh, are you the same person if you change your appearance and all of that? You know, what, what, uh, uh, uh the, some really fundamental, uh, that if you had the power to change the world or to like, you know, uh, uh, lord over other people, would you really lord over them? Would you really destroy them? Or would you perhaps be kinder to them? Things like that, you know. I have the pretty interesting ideas in the film, uh, and so, uh, in uh, that was not a problem, but you know, it didn't just becomes. Uh, uh, very bizarrely so, uh, befitting its theme. Two separate films, as 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 you pointed out, right? Like no, in, in the first half, it's all about um this this revenge track and all of that. The second half then just becomes this this guy wanting to be godlike and all of that, and it just <clears throat> there is no sense of again fourth thing. Sorry, God say there. Uh, this guy <laughs> sitting in the bus yeah, this guy, is uh, Indrashish is sitting in the bus and he again very conveniently overhears two women talking uh, about this god man who does this and all of that, you know, uh, and all of that. And I then only I knew that, okay, sure, this, this plot point would come later in the film, it's fine. Uh, but again, it just felt so convenient. It, you know, when a filmmaker is trying to show something uh, naturally but it is anything but natural and it is contrived and manufactured to the core while trying to a uh, 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 being very casual and light about it is the kind of disingenuity is the kind of narrative disingenuity that i really despise and and it may sound like i am splitting here on such small things and i will myself concede that these are really small things but uh, but these are not small things if if they annoy you and if they are a part of a a pervasive, sloppy filmmaking language that we see day in and day out as critics and would have even otherwise seen as, as, say, audience members or people who just enjoy cinema. So anyway, but coming back to... Oh, fuck. Sorry, this feels like I'm losing. Uh, So coming back to, you know, the the, the film itself, uh, it's... I mean... You spoke about one of the lines, right? It's just I I spoke about the other, just really stale, empty provocations that you know. If you want to fuck me, you can fuck me anytime. If someone had used a condom, things like that, whatever. It's it's just uh, and and when uh, Indrashish is with a uh, with a sex worker, she's wearing a mask of debushri. You know these yeah. kind of overt Absolutely. symbolisms are just so annoying because they kind of insult your intelligence as, as as an audience member. Now, I will take a brief segue to talk about references. You raised an excellent point earlier in the podcast, but I kind of held my this thing uh, because I, I thought I would, I would anyway speak about it uh, in the later uh, part. So, you know, I think we saw a, 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 a screenshot uh, of the uh, from the anthology and I think it was from Beirupia. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Where you know uh, two people are are having a conversation in a residential like uh, building or whatever, and there are nameplates of 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 yeah. the, the different occupants in in the in the building, and somebody said, "Oh wow, so amazing, great!" Because all these characters are A characters. Was it or Was it uh, Forget <laughs> Me Not? My memory is hmm. Forget Me Not. Yeah. Yeah oh okay, all right sure forget me not but i want to make a larger point all right mm-hmm. so to whoever person who posted that screenshot and to how many or ever people who retweeted it going wow 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 saying that it's uh, it's it's great and all of that okay to answer all of you uh, or to ask a question of you that all of these are ray characters right my simple question is, so fucking what? I mean, what is this insane culture of revering references perpetuated by some of uh, uh really some some really respected film critics, you know, where mujhe ye Arrey, mujhe wo dekha. Tujhe dekha you know, it is this kind of juvenile film culture. Perpetuated by you know uh, 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 aspirational jocks in Mumbai who want to work in the in in, in Bollywood or, or 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 some of those pretentious uh, students in FTII who you know hold a hog a joint uh, for longer than it's necessary and 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 then quiz you on whether you have seen this Tarkovsky or that Bergman or 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 you know it's it's this kind of it's it's not even film watching it's not even love for cinema it's film watching disguised as a game of one upmanship which i absolutely detest coming back to the film critic point a lot of film critics i get the feeling that they were front benchers in school and by doing and 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 they had this inordinate desire to please the teacher you know and and this kind of nonsense of blanket re- uh, d- uh, reference dropping in reviews where you are not telling me why this reference is good. you are not telling me why this reference is elevating the material. You are not telling me why this reference is pertinent, why this reference makes sense. All you are saying is that this picture make reference. Hai. Great. So in a way that, that gives me the sense that you're not even writing the piece for the audience. You're writing the piece for two reasons. you're writing it for yourself and to boast of the fact that how many films you have seen, great. I mean, have a cookie from my side. B, which is even more infuriating and it is absolutely unacceptable to me as a reader is that you're trying to please the director. You're writing this review for the director. Sir, 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 you You've this. sir. Main, ya, favorite student, hu, sir. You know, this is nonsense. And I know it may sound really elitist. It may sound really snobbish or whatever. And I may lose, I mean, seven Twitter followers uh, after this rant, but you know, the, the point is that this kind of juvenilia has permeated Indian cinef- uh, Indian cinephiles. And I have a huge problem with some of the things that Indian cinephiles do. I have a huge problem with a lot of things I do myself. So I'm not saying that And I am a cinephile myself. I'm a cinephile first and then a critic. I'm an audience member first. But I think, and I know it, it sounds weird because... Uh, to to, to, to take jibes against, say, a crowd or a large mass of people and all of that may uh, bracket you as an elitist or snobbish and all of that. But uh, and sure, if that is the case, then maybe I am. No, I I will take that criticism wholeheartedly. But I will also say that this is uh, this criticism is directed uh, not because of access or exposure. I'm talking about people who are of the same class as us, who have grown up watching the same films, who have access to internet and all of that. So there's no, it is not a socio-political thing. It's 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 uh, that I understand that you know, uh, if if you do not have, uh, uh, unfortunately, you don't haven't had access to. Few things uh, or a lot of things, uh, your perception about art and all of that uh, 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 is different. And obviously, no perception is good or bad, but I'm very okay with that sort of perception because I, you, anybody else was like that, right? When we first saw five films. We had only seen five films or we had only seen five foreign films. Then we saw 15, then we saw 50, then 100. Then we slowly grow and all of that. But these are the people who, have, who are already grown. These are the kind of quote-unquote, you know, educated and informed cinephiles and all of that. When they do nonsense like this, and this is something that I've seen for a really long time, it really annoys me. Wow, that was the big rant. Now coming back to Beherupia. Final thing on what did not work and all of that, you know. it's it. <sighs> So you get this sense. I mean, coming back to hammering of symbolism, there is this one scene in which KK, his character in Rashish, he walks through a series of mirrors. There are five mirrors. I counted. It. it is insane. It's like, you know, it's in, in in Shijit Mukherjee's films. I mean, symbolism serve a prison sentence. It is crazy. And it's 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 this kind of dishonesty, and honestly, towards the end, I thought. I mean, I liked the overall design, but I thought the build-up was so trite, so, so, I mean, uh, but just so unconvincing. Why would somebody disguise himself as, I mean, as a rapist or whatever? I, and then, you know, him not unable to take his prosthetic off. It is just, just really straining the limits of... What you want the audiences to buy and all of that and, and it's just it's just one of those uh, 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 muddled mm, approaches or say adaptation that just doesn't work for all the reasons that are enumerated and and you know I mean these are these, uh, uh, these annoyances annoyances are at, at different levels it's it's uh, at the level of forced symbolism at the level of unconvincing stories it's at the level of just uh, being really unfocused. So wow uh, the, that's where I'll end and I really thought this would be the podcast where I'll chill as I told you before we started it and you will be the one no. who's ranting fuck my life I don't know why the fuck I got so worked up but well it is what it is and what can one do
0: I actually told you I don't think we can uh, interchange personalities even, even my anger <laughs> even my anger is like has nothing on like really your peace in fact but, uh, <laughs> I mean, you said it uh, with respect to the references part, which I was talking about with uh, Vasan's film also. And it's, yeah, I mean, you you pretty much uh, did, did a, a very good job sort of rounding that up. And yeah, about Shiji's films, I, I really, I mean, there's, sure, it may sound like a rant, but these small things add up to our experience of the film. And and you're right about the way uh, filmmakers choose to convey information in their films because they're, the dialogue mostly seems like it's just put in to inform the audience and not as part of a bigger conversation or a bigger uh, world-building sort of thing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you're right about that. And uh, even I sometimes don't feel like mentioning these things in a review because they sort of feel like nitpicking and it's really basic, fundamental stuff. But then the fact is that most of the filmmakers really fail on that count so it's sort of our job also to point it out sometimes because it does uh, distort our viewing experience so uh so yeah i think that's a good way to uh, end this with with like rushing blood through our veins uh, uh good way to end this podcast um uh, i and we we literally i think did four podcasts in one by talking about four films uh such as yeah. the nature of an anthology and each film was one hour long so uh, you can imagine how much information there was to dissect. But uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And, um, and Tanul and me will hopefully be back in a more peaceful avatar uh, for our next podcast, which hopefully should be next week. Um, and uh, yeah, stay safe, everyone. And uh, again, email us if you have any suggestions if about what we should talk about in between our films. Um, Rahulnoles at gmail.com and Thakurtanul at gmail.com. Read our reviews on Fanon and The Wire, respectively. And uh, feel free to write in. Uh, Praise us. Actually, praise us as much as you want. And uh, Mm -hmm. meet again soon. Thank you for
1: listening.